Sirens. Chapter 13. Their meal spread out over the coffee table. Ash was a firm believer in dining room tables and dishes, dinnerware, flatware. So slugging back chow mein while sprawled on the floor was a glorious orgy of indulgence. For a minute, Marianne remembered all of the sleepovers at Charlene's, when they were worried about missing Saturday morning cartoons. Smurfs. Thundar. Yeah. They stuffed themselves with a little of everything while the TV muttered in the background, and the conversation wavered from stiff to easy. Ash was also a believer in light conversation, and she wasn't going to budge on that one. Marianne started to work on an egg roll, draining the little packet of plum sauce. Matt tossed her an extra and reached for the last garlic spare rib at the same time Ash was taking a stab at it. Marianne watched, still chewing. Rock, paper, scissors? she suggested. She watched Ash win best two out of three. I think you got an unfair advantage, he said, watching Ash claim the meat. We all have our natural talents. Marianne relaxed around the cautious piece, crunching on a deep-fried wonton. Fortune cookies, Matt announced, digging into a bag. Marianne groaned when she reached for it. She could feel her muscles getting ready to punish her. Tomorrow. If I can move tomorrow, it will be a miracle. She held the crisp, folded cookie in her hand. Fortune. Fate. Future. Matt cracked into his with zeal. Good things take time. Boring. Everyone knows that. Knowing it and remembering it are different things, Ash said. What do you get? Even now he seemed competitive. Ash crumbled her cookie to free the tiny slip of paper. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Matt scoffed. That's not even pretending to be Chinese. That's a Bible quote. What you got, Mare? It was just a stupid cookie. They weren't even really Chinese. She could see the hint of paper inside the fine crack, a bit of white making up a narrow line. Her heart began to race. She knew it would be blank. She had no future for a fortune teller to read, at least according to that librarian lady. Ladies. Triune ladies. Marianne. She broke it open and pulled the paper from the remains. Success will come to me soon. She tossed it on the table and ate the cookie. Everyone knew that you had to eat the cookie, or the fortune wouldn't come true. Well, that's good luck, considering. Considering what? Oh. Matt laughed. Food coma got you that bad. She tilted her head back, letting the soft cushion cradle it, and closed her eyes. Ash wasn't too far, just at the other end of the sofa. She wished they could be as free to sit together as she and Bobby had been. A nap would be nice. We can wait, Matt said. But she's coming closer. Marianne opened her eyes. Matt seemed to want to challenge Ash's assertion. Finally, he looked away and nodded. I know you're tired. She saw Ash's hands move, halfway to reaching for her, then nudging a Chinese food tray that was in no danger of falling off the table. I can try. Better if we know fast, right? Let's clear up then and get to it. When they reconvened, Ash had the whiskey. Sure that's a good idea? Ash looked at Marianne. She felt the cool glass and tipped back the shot. The next one will be for victory, Matt said. She saw Ash's goodwill waver. Victory or defeat, Marianne said. The important thing is to be alive to drink it. Ash's smile was a small curve, hiding her teeth. Another chip of anxiety fell away. A gate. Open a gate. She sat, with some whining from her aching muscles, cross-legged in the armchair. She closed her eyes. 
It seemed like something you should do. Everything about this time was completely the opposite of when she'd done it before. Maybe she couldn't. Maybe she needed the fear. But that was dumb. She could either do it or not. So, what had she done? Excluding the library. The librarian being there was a... Confounding variable? Confounding sounded right. Parking lot twice. Ash twice last summer. I was right when I said I didn't know how. It's easier when it just happens. No overthinking it in an emergency. Something that had to be done right that goddamn minute. Like grabbing the wheel of a skidding car. I want a door. She opened an eye. Ash looked patient. Matt looked dubious. When he realized that she was looking at him, he sat up and gave her an encouraging grin. Yeah, right. She closed her eyes again, gritting her teeth. She had to juice the fucking thing. I want a door. It was like moving without moving. She heard a tearing. Light turned her world red. The blast of a truck horn hit her along with a wash of stinking air. A semi was barreling towards them. Matt screamed. Marianne froze. Suddenly, the wall was at her back. Close it. Go away. There was a ringing silence. Marianne's eyes fluttered open. She could see over Ash's shoulder, but they were at the far end of the dining room, and Ash's arms were tight around her, braced against the impact of a threat that was gone, between Marianne and a fucking truck. This moment. Matt popped up from behind his overturned chair, rubbing his head. Ash. Ash set her down gently. Maybe you ought to think of a place first, next time. She was back to herself, softly amused. Good idea. Before Ash moved away, Marianne's fingers drifted down her stomach. My Marianne. They straightened up the toppled furniture. Wasn't expecting a truck. Sorry about that, Matt said. You cut a fine form, diving behind the chair. I'll make it an Olympic sport or die trying. One fine eyebrow twitched. Matt looked at Marianne. She threw up the horns. My lord. Ash feigned exasperation. They sat again. It was Matt who poured the next round of shots. How did you send it to Banff? Matt asked. I thought about the farthest place I knew. Special trip, right? So you probably have a strong impression of it. Like it popped right up in your brain. Yeah, it was a great trip. She nodded. I get it. Try something with a strong impression. And a good one. It would probably make it easier to call up. Crawl first, then walk. Maybe fewer logging trucks. She closed her eyes. Her breathing deepened. Parking in the rest stop above that northern town. The night she started figuring out her escape. Lights shimmered across the ranch land under all of those stars. Nothing happened. She shifted. It needed more juice than nostalgia. Or just more all at once. I want a door. Still nothing. Bastard. A door. A door. My kingdom for a door. She was half afraid that her misquoted offer would be taken as a deal made, and had to remind herself again that it wasn't something she had to go begging for. It was hers. If you're tired, we can pick it up tomorrow. No. Matt looked surprised, and she folded her hands into fists. No, it's cool. I can do it. Just take some jiggering. He looked toward the place where the truck had appeared, knee bouncing nervously. Take your time. Have some faith. 
Something about Ash's increasingly familiar disgruntlement toward Matt released a bit of the tension, and Marianne steadied her nerve. It was a push, wasn't it? A push and a word. She dredged up the voice of her track coach. Center. Energy bomb. Ready to go off. Door. Without thinking, she flung out her hand. The tearing sound filled her with cautious optimism. She opened an eye. The edges of the tear snapped and jumped, then settled into place. An oval, chased around by sparkling rainbows. Holy shit, Matt breathed. It's real. He stood up and walked around it. He disappeared behind it and reappeared on the other side. He reached out. Don't touch it. It burns. Instead, he waved his hand in front of it. The apartment filled with air, not just cool, but a crisp and dry wind. She smelled the long grasses that she could see moving in waves and heard crows arguing in faraway trees that were still just above her head somehow. Over the edge of the hill, she could see the glow from the small town. Where is it? Williams Lake, Ash said. Used to live there? Just had a really nice time there once. Marianne watched him reach carefully through and bring back a handful of grass. How do you feel, my girl? Is it feeding on you? I feel okay. It doesn't hurt or anything. Like holding something in my hand. It looks stable, Ash said. Can you make it bigger? It shook, its edges sparking and snarling, then snapped shut. Matt jumped back. Maybe not, she said. Maybe not yet, Ash nodded. To her surprise, she had Marianne's notebook and was writing in it. Marianne watched a second or two, mesmerized by the smooth movement of her hand. The lines below Marianne's scrawl filled with elegant handwriting. So, places that you know or have a connection to. What about places from pictures? Matt turned to Ash. Do you have any books? Travel books or something? They found a flyer from a travel agency that had pictures of England. A distinctive ring of stones caught her eye. As kids, everyone went through phases like dinosaurs or space, or the unfortunate habit of pretending to be horses. She had gone through an England phase, including reading a novel about Stonehenge and time travel. The triune librarian's warning trickled through her mind. She wondered what that author knew. Probably nothing. Time travel was just a fun fantasy trope. She'd be as careful as she could. She was happy that she had Ash, happy that she'd known her and saved her, but she didn't want to mess around in time. Life was weird enough. In the photo, she could see the altar stone. Her mind helpfully tried to recall random facts and details about it. Not that she was nervous. Definitely not. She wasn't trying to distract herself. She sat back in her chair and closed her eyes. Energy bomb. Door. This time she felt the response right away, but the crack peeled apart slowly. The sound of it was almost metallic, grinding in the back of her head. Distance, maybe? There was time to watch it grow, revealing grey British skies and a wind that smelled alien to her, full of a different kind of green, like Ash's Ireland had smelled different from northern Canada. As the edges parted, a light rain spattered down on the coffee table. She saw the altar stone. She pushed herself to her feet. The weather tapped away at it even now, streaking it with dark and uneven rivulets. She could see the layers of color, 
looking back through time, imagining the day 5,000 years ago when someone deemed it holy and carried it by hand over the bleak landscape. How fucking cool was that? She reached out, feeling the wind and the wet. She wiggled her fingers, grasping at the rain. Careful. She did hesitate a moment, for Ash's peace of mind. Then her fingertips brushed over the rough surface. They tingled. She leaned further, minding the electric snap of the gate, and laid her palm on it. Someone screamed. There was a babble of voices, but she didn't want to take her hand away. Beneath the stone, deep in the earth, she felt an ancient, wistful sorrow, with all of its edges worn by time. Ash pulled her back, guiding her hand safely through the gate. Close it. This time, it was like setting something adrift. The gate sealed itself, and Marianne pretended she was tired, wiping her eyes. Forgot it was daytime, Matt said. Are you okay, Mare? Yeah, she dropped into her chair. She was, but it was cool. Amazing. It was really cool. She let out a breath and looked at them. What? You just... Matt shrugged and sat. Ash followed suit, eyes lingering. So pictures work. So I guess I can send her wherever. But that's only a short-term solution. It's a start. Ash sounded chirpy. And good enough for a day's labor. Matt looked at his watch and swore. I gotta work tomorrow. Look, anything happens, let me know. I'll do the same with you. Don't cut me out. That ship has sailed. How do you make everything a threat? Would you like some cheesecake? Mwahaha. Out. Before I show you the how of it. Ash let him out and locked the door. When she came back, Marianne tried to get up. But really, she was comfortable. Ash knelt in front of her and rested her arms across Marianne's thighs. Her dark eyes looked up. She definitely wasn't angry. More like satisfied. Content. Can you tell me what you saw? Just Stonehenge. Like you did. Not the kind of answer that Ash was after. Ash? Yes, my darling. How many generations of women cooked in your mom's iron pot? Three. Maybe four. You know for sure. The family who made it still lived in the village. I didn't know my mother's parents. They died before I was born. My dad's family sort of faded away after the accident. When her mom started drinking and chased them off. Marianne didn't know the details, just that one day Grandma and Grandpa Forster didn't visit anymore. Ash watched, listening patiently. It's hard being alone, I guess. It was, wasn't it? I could stand to be alone, my girl. Because I had the promise of you. And your quest. Ash laughed, low and smoky. The romance in you is buried deep. She traced a heart shape over Marianne's left breast. What troubles you? Stonehenge used to be a thin place. It's still there. All buried deep down. Like roots. Like those people were there so long that they're still kind of alive. Ash nodded. I could leave home, and barely anyone would notice. If Mom moves east with John, I might as well not ever have been there. My Marianne. I want to be me. A me to remember. 
Ash's expression changed, and Marianne reached forward, hugging her as though catching a glass about to fall to the floor. Me with you. A home with you. Have I not made you feel so? You've given me everything, she sighed. I haven't made me feel at home, maybe. It's really different, all of this. Like, a fancy dinner back home was the formal jeans at the steakhouse. When we went to that French place, I felt so trashy. All those utensils, and then I ended up grabbing the wrong fork. No one had said anything, but the waiter had given her a look. Capital A, capital L. Symphony and dinner. Her own Christmas present to Ash, and she'd almost ruined it. She recalled the deep belonging that rooted the altar stone to the earth. I want to be a good me. I want to figure out who that is. I guess I'm scared, because... What if I change so much that I fuck up all this good shit? As for me, you're a good you already. If you change, if you want to leave, you'll follow your heart. And that's a fine thing, too. She toyed with Marianne's hair. When you come back at night, bright with new joy, all I learn is that my wait is well rewarded. If you fly, I'll be waiting and will make a home with roots deep enough to rest well. It was all poetic. Marianne swallowed. Would you fly with me? Ash looked down. For a minute, it was like all the air was sucked out of the room, but then her beautiful mouth began to smile. I will. I'll try to keep up. You promise? To my dying day, so to speak. Boo. Nor my best work. Come, my hunter. That's to work.